0: GMGM, GM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, доброе утро, labrit, that is basically the way how we do it in Web3 space here in Europe. I'm happy to have everyone on a weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, let's say, this European touch. I'm live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Paris time. Now it's Paris time. <laughs> and as always, I'm your host, Niki Tzekaluk, and I'm here to grow with you. Make sure that you share your space with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues, because we are live. And today with me I have a very special guest, a very close friend of mine, Alex from Next Decade App Family. Alex, once again, BGBG, BG, my man.
1: <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, uh, Nikita. So, how is French? French is doing amazing.
0: Absolutely <laughs> a love. For those who don't know, I moved to France. So, we are actually having this live space, even though I'm not in the office with Alex right yeah, now, okay. as it was previously. Yeah. But we're having this live space. We're both based in Paris. And I'm extremely excited about our conversation today because... First of all, Alex is a very close friend of mine, a good friend of mine. I have been supporting him for a while, he's been supporting me for a while, and I'm extremely excited, not just for what we have already done together, but mainly for what is about to come, because right now I'm in Paris, man, as you know, and we're here to make some noise, we're here (laughs) to build something very, very special when it comes to fashion stage, and that's exactly what we're going to... Discuss here today, but another thing why I'm really happy to have you on the space. Not many people know But you are among this very rare guests who have been on my show multiple times ah, Thank you. So apart from you apart from my friends from the fabric Carrie <laughs> Amber Adriana who I actually met earlier today. They all are here in France uh apart from this too you are my very rare guest and it's nothing but pleasure (laughs) to have you back to back on my show man because i know that next decade is always growing a lot of things are happening on your side so why don't we get
1: started of course let, let's go and thank you for having me you're like becoming like a club you know where you have those dj that comes very often resident dj <laughs> so i'm not a I dj love it. I'm I love it. but uh yeah
0: a dj yeah we, we today in our club we have the dj <laughs> alex toots, 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 toots. let's go i so love it Man, I love the energy. I love the passion because ECC week just started and there is a lot to discuss. But before ECC started, actually the fashion summer started with Milan Fashion Week, with Paris Fashion Week, with a couple of pop-ups and activations that happened earlier in Paris. I'm referring to Heist nobody with the Fabricant family pop-up. I'm referring to G-Money having his 9DCC with staplers pop up, and Vivotech. Vivotech was also there and also brought a lot in terms of fashion and digital fashion. So why don't we talk about you starting your summer? And let's talk about everything apart from NFC Lisbon, because NFC Lisbon is a huge topic, which I want to discuss separately. So everything after Lisbon, which ended mid of June, what was your, what has been your summer so far? How are you enjoying it here in Paris? How are you enjoying it globally? <laughs>
1: so um, if I'm not talking about NFC Lisbon, it was more about uh, like you said all the other activation, like Jimoni, uh, Jeff Stappel. It was very very cool. Vivatech, LVMH was huge once again. Apparently. Um, A lot of activation, Louis Vuitton released uh, his collection, it's actually my ex-team which was at Le Lab, Louis Vuitton that released uh, the trunk, you had, and it's weird because those events, they connect together for me now, you know, Louis Vuitton launched the fashion show of Pharrell on Pont Neuf, Uh, I hope you had the chance to, to visit around Pont Neuf where the headquarter is. And it's weird because the vibe, I saw the same face that I saw at Demony's event. They were at the fashion show of Louis Vuitton, Uh, Viva Louis Vuitton was there, but they were presenting NFTs and stuff. So you can see that there is back and forth between those two industries, um, which are luxury and web three in a way, luxury and slash fashion. Uh, So it's mixing more and more and really looks like culture more and more, so I really enjoy it, um, and now you can identify people, there is, a, there is a crew of people, especially in Paris, Milan, uh, that you see very often, uh, New York also, um, it's fun, and uh, it, it's cool, it feels like family, people are investing into the culture, and yeah, I went to Morocco also, uh, for a, a specific event of one brand we are working with, um so it was also a bit hot in Morocco, 50 degrees at some point.
0: <laughs> wow, this is crazy. I have a lot of friends who just traveled here in Paris from Italy, from Rome, yeah. from Milan or from Lisbon, where we actually were one month ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like the summer this year in Europe is really hot. Yeah, it's really crazy. Wow, people are literally dying out here in terms of this temperature. If you go out, wow. I remember Paris last week. Paris last week was really tough, yeah. but we survived. Uh, here comes the ECC week. And it seems that so far your summer has been very productive yeah. in terms of development, yeah. in terms of connecting with people. Perhaps the most energetic and most productive event for you this summer so far has been NFC Lisbon. Yes. For those who missed NFC Lisbon, there is a couple of points that I want you to know. First of all, NFC Lisbon was the event where together with Alex, I was creating the fashion stage. So Next Decade was the fashion sponsor of the fashion stage. Next Decade was the name for the fashion stage and out there Together, we managed to do a hell of a show. It, it felt like the main stage. Yeah, having this a percent. huge cube. <laughs> yes, having this huge cube when you had a chance to go through all the latest digital variables, having the chance to connect with all the friends, all the fashion friends, as you're saying, yeah. coming from one event to another. It felt so special. It felt so nice. So I do believe that NFC so far has been the biggest activation of yours this summer. Yeah. And I want to give a huge shout out to our friends from NFC team. John Carp, Maximilian, Arthur Queen, Green, who yeah. actually I met earlier today. And also the whole NFC, uh, the whole Next Decade team who cooperated together with the NFC Lisbon to make this happen. Why don't we talk a bit about NFC Lisbon? Because it feels like it's such a big moment for the whole digital fashion space, yeah. for the fashion space to be there to see your brand, to see these familiar faces who are already, as you said, like feels like family, all these friends out there. So what were some of your highlights, best moments coming from NFC Lisbon this year?
1: Um, For me, it was uh, first a commitment. Uh, When you see during a bear market, the same people, first John, uh, still maintaining the event, uh, bringing people, making it bigger than last year, even though the market was not the best, Uh, commitment is important, and you keep on seeing the same face coming back. So you're like, okay, those guys are really serious about it and, and they're not giving up for any reason. So commitment was the biggest thing. Second thing, I would say it was uh, validation. Validation of a long vision. Uh, and all the signs are aligning right now. Um, for example, you were mentioning the fabricant. Um, we saw different other team also. All the, the their vision, especially in digital fashion, and luxury are good. Even Dolce, Gabbana, like Dolce & Gabbana, you brought Dolce & Gabbana on stage.
0: Dolce & Gabbana was there, Dolce was out there, and uh, it's really cool, as you are saying, that more and more traditional brands are joining and
1: seeing what is happening in the space. Yeah, and you will see, uh, for me, even Vivatec is kind of an extension in Paris of, of, of this stage uh, in a way. They, they show, even though Vivatec is considered bigger, but they show what started at NFC and what started with the podcast of John NFT Morning and, and and podcasts like Rug Radio and stuff. So it's a validation, I think, that everything we saw before is is coming. And one big uh, feedback for me was the amount of women, more than 50% on the fashion stage. And for I, since the very beginning, I knew all the crypto bros will let... Uh, place to women and if you want a good industry you need more women in the space so it's a huge validation that the space is going in the right way uh, because then we will have more products more uh, adoption um, more emotion more uh, more everything so it's, it's really good what I saw at the NFC for this I saw a lot of media um that are crazy on Instagram and stuff. I'm thinking about Daniel Verse, uh, Metafari, people like that. Um, I saw Samji, all this crew. Those guys are, are. I'm great. actually
0: at the moment chatting with Daniel. Like Red, yeah, eye team so was good. there. It's so great that people from Italy, yeah. people from France, people from the UK, people from everywhere came to Lisbon. And that's coming back to the point that you said. Even during the bear market, you see those people who are delivering, those people who are coming, uh, event after event after. It's not just about one event. Yeah. It's about knowing people who are actually building something, who are actually delivering. And it was fun, and it was, it felt right to see all these people out there in Lisbon because what John Carp is doing, what we managed to do this year in terms of fashion, because you remember fashion scene at the first edition of NFC. It was nothing yeah. compared to what we did yeah. this year. This year, we put a very high standard for both Web2 and web 2 yeah. space about how this should be done. There should be a proper uh, red card yeah. There should be a proper runway space. Yeah. The way how chairs were allocated, the way how the audience was surrounding you from all the sides, it felt like a proper fashion stage where you can showcase your latest collection, when you can have a chat. Even we're drinking champagne, yeah. you remember this crazy pause from one panel of, uh, to another when I was already prepared to go on the stage yeah. and you took the champagne. Hey, guys, let's celebrate. Let's take some pictures with my Louis Vuitton bag. Let's have some party. Even John joined yeah. after this champagne celebration. So it was a very French summer Suria, so, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed it and uh, yeah th- this is how this fashion stage should be done and it felt very special, it felt very it felt right. Yeah and, and
1: champagne this is what happened if you go in a luxury store you start checking stuff they will uh, suggest like do you want some champagne, do you want to see it, do you want more product, do you want to so it was really a, a client approach where we were trying to create for each people in the fashion stage, one unique experience, big, big comeback of product. Digital was huge. Uh, it's also a key learning that uh, at the end, it's all about product anyway, uh, in luxury and fashion, digital product, physical product, both at the same time, doesn't matter. But the concept of product was, was way stronger. And also what I saw, uh, all the actors, you as a speaker, uh, the Fabricant, uh, as a close creators, um, Daniel uh, with the Media, um, basically what I see outside Made by Brands is exactly what we are doing, but in a way we are doing it better. I don't know if you see what I mean. It's not to compare. It's just there is something real in, in the way we are I doing it. I feel things. you.
0: I feel you. And... This is very good that you have all these close friends because I can say that everyone who was on stage, everyone uh, who was on my panel, people who were joining us for the runway show for two days in a row, those are friends. Those are our friends. Those are friends of next decade. And it's really good that you can exchange your thoughts, mm-hmm. that you can learn from them, that you can all the time be in this friendly, challenging space where everyone is growing and everyone is learning from each other. So absolutely get what you were saying there. It was really fun, as I told you, to see people from different backgrounds, different locations coming there in Lisbon. It was a perfect way to start summer, especially if we take into account the fact that it was in Lisbon. The weather was amazing. People went to the beach for the sandbox party It was really cool. It felt so natural to have this type of event in Lisbon and to connect with everyone, to bring the fashion scene from all around the world. London, Milan, Paris, New York, all the four main cities were present there in Lisbon. And after Lisbon, we come back to Paris. After Lisbon, we come back to Milan. But for the moment, all this concentration of fashion world, digital fashion
1: world, ended up being in Lisbon
0: which felt really good. And
1: think about it. uh, when when the hype in 2021 happened with like CryptoPunks, Bordape, Ape, etc. And before with ICOs and crypto, everything was about like crypto or NFTs, very linked to it. And this group of people that said, no no, but like fashion, luxury, social currency will be big, you will see. It was very a uh, baby move <laughs> back in the days, and now w- when you see what's left in a bear market, I think those projects are the one that makes the the biggest noise. If you see Louis Vuitton, if you see uh, Vivatech, if you see NFC, etc., fashion luxury is always maybe the number one topic, D- even above uh, DeFi and stuff like that for very specific reasons. DeFi DeFi is hard to to understand it, it's, it's not very visual um, fashion luxury like it's, it's very easy to 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 appreciate um, and they make effort to be understood uh, from the outside so for me it was really a validation of everything I, I saw since many years and the fact that more women happen More different gender also uh, shows that the space is uh, is really healthy, the digital fashion and digital luxury space, and it's just growing for me. It's a new beginning, in a way, a new cycle.
0: Yeah, it felt special. It felt right, as I already mentioned before. And it's good that we had a chance to kick off this busy, fashion summer with (laughs) nfc lisbon because obviously when you're talking about this summer you need to start with nfc lisbon nfc lisbon put a very high standard for everything that is happening out there and talking about everything that is happening out there we have ecc week happening this week and there is also i would not say that there is a lot of fashion activities because at the end of the day ECC is yeah. more about developers, it's more about builders but there are a lot of passion people who came in the city. I told you that I met earlier today Sam J yeah. I told you that uh, Megan Kasper yeah. was actually opening today's Ragradian decrypt event at the Sandbox office so shout out to guys. Megan was amazing on the stage yeah. as always yeah. nothing has changed with the time The Fabricant team, the Drasex team, all of these big players are here in the city. All of these big players are having presence, are having their eyes and ears open to see what is happening even in the developers' world. Because that's where the blockchain itself, that's where all this passion, all this idea for digital fashion, for usage of NFTs, for usage of uh, AR is coming from. I want to know what are the plans for you, specifically for next decade team for this week. Are you quietly building or are you coming to some of the events where people can actually see and people can actually connect with you? So
1: um, I uh, don't go to ECC. I, I went uh, the past year. It's not especially my favorite event, I, uh, especially when I like to see a keynote. I like to see it uh, at home <laughs> and listen carefully. Um, so, I'm not going to the event itself, but I'm going to side events, as usual. Uh, we will meet some friends and some brands uh, for this, some breakfast also. And uh, otherwise, we are really quietly building. We are shipping an iOS app uh, in a few weeks. Um, that, that is the wallet, actually, the iOS wallet uh, with cool stuff happening in it, not a wallet uh, as you think it is, like MetaMask or, or, I don't know, Rainbow, Zerion, Ledger. It's really uh, another kind of wallet, more luxury and and digital fashion-oriented. And, um, yeah, we are more building. The Q3 is really about building to be ready in September. And uh, and then we will uh, speed up the things until... uh, the end of Q4 uh, because we have so many brands aligned and brands are very active this summer. It's the first year uh, I see so many brands active even during the summer since the last six or seven years.
0: <laughs> Everyone wants to join the space. Everyone wants to, it's enough of holidays, right? Everyone wants to build something. Yeah. Everyone wants to have some value in the space. I know that we covered the topic of your wallet yeah. many times privately on stage in Lisbon. But at the same time, I know that when it comes to wallet, when it comes to your public lounge, it has been changed many times. Right. You are bringing a lot of new features, a lot of new innovation on how to make it user friendly, how to onboard luxury brands. So, why don't you present next decade wallet with its latest updates as it is right now? So, forget about everything you shared before, forget about every update uh, you've been posting before, what is the current, yeah, Yeah, I can hear you. What is the current status, the current version of next decade wallet share with us? What is it right now? How does it look right now? And how does it function right now? Sure,
1: so um, the wallet is a B2B to C wallet. So it's it's being used by uh, luxury brands right now with their clients. Um especially v i c very important client and um, for very niche experience like either makeup fragrance or uh, special orders in jewelry and um we put the focus on uh, client heading for uh, luxury brands to their clients and a bit of web three also pure web three uh, features. It has been on, on the web uh, for a long time with 3D web technology. And now we are going uh, to uh, an iOS app for retention purpose, because uh, very often the usage of the wallet was led by the training team, innovation team, et cetera, internally in brands. And nowadays, um, since we have more and more usage organic inside the, the web app, we decided to go for an iOS app for push notification and, uh, and hardware 3D capacity uh, directly accessible through an iOS app. And basically what you can see, you can see your cards. Uh, and for us, cards is replacing the word wallet uh, in uh, in the Web3 environment. Then you can select your card see your vault, what you have from the brand. You can create your gallery in 3D, and then you can explore digital showroom from brands that they built uh, with Quest inside, uh, showing like iconic products and with different uh, targets. The the three targets that we have are um, VIC, how to bring a level of personalization that is insane for VIC uh, that needs very unique experience most of the time, events driven. Um, then Gen Z, uh, it's more digital product. How do you hire and recruit new new customers for luxury brands that would like to lower uh, the average age of uh, their user base? And then the last point is Web3 enthusiast. How do you uh, satisfy and onboard a Web3 audience? So yeah, it's an iOS app soon ready on the store with a lot of 3D everywhere. Um, and a bit less technical than what you used to do. It's really experience driven. And, and when you select a card from a, a brand inside the wallet, you are in the, um, in the environment of the brand from A to Z. There is no, like it's a bubble almost. And so it's very different from like all the wallets that are tran- transactional, uh, all about money, percentage of change your portfolio etc it's really not that it's really like product focus brand focus and digital twin focus
0: so why don't we go a bit into details into each of these parts twin focus project focus I I want to understand Mm -hmm. I want the audience to understand how can they use when the wallet will be live by one or another of their favorite brands? Are you creating customized solutions to all of them to make sure that every fashion houses bring their DNA through their wallet? Are you having uh, some other solutions for them to make sure that those users who are joining from web two world, this web three spaces, digital realm, they feel themselves comfortable? rather than lost and a bit confused yeah
1: so um, we first of all to join the brain you are not able to join the brain by yourself the brain needs to invite you so you have a relation with a oh, so the th-
0: this is invite only this is invite only meaning that most probably is only access who the only group of people who ha- can have the access those are this one percent of people as the top clients of the brand am i right
1: uh yes and no if you think about gen z it's really that the brand will create who they let enter into the their world their private world because luxury at at the end it's you select who you want in in your uh, store you don't allow everybody to enter which is kind of the opposite of web3 but at the same time if you don't have the token you can't really enter also it's token gated so if you want to create a club, you need to reject some people. That's the essence of it. So we changed a bit the paradigm. You need to have an interaction with a client advisor to get invited um, inside the wallet. And then you discover a full new world, 3D, with asset, iconic products of the brand, stories, and stuff. And um, you can start like either have quests or um, buy products, uh scan your product to have them in the wallet etc and then interact we, we create a lot of utilities that are very different depending the brand around the product so we created the we call it the digital customer journey and we created a customer journey for the product how it enters in the wallet what's happening once you have it in the wallet and what's happening when you leave the wallet because there is some brands that have a sustainable or second market approach to their product. Not all the brand, but some of them. Um, So yeah, first you you get selected by the brand. And then, depending on your profile, they will target some experience and push them to you uh, to to, to do some stuff on the app, uh, things like that. The, The thing is, there is not maybe this discord fatigue with the notification when you need to catch up all the time with all your NFTs, where we are at, do I need to burn, oh, it's risky, is it the right website, etc. Here, you are really in a protected environment, controlled by the brand, and um, and they know what you want, basically, uh, and they provide things that attract you. Um, it's not the same experience for all the holders. Um, so, yeah, that, that's basically it. So, the... the, the the pain point is that when you go to a luxury brand, let's say we go to Faubourg Saint-Honoré or Place Vendôme today, Nikita, a bit later, we go to any brand, they will uh, welcome you. You will have this champagne, have a nice ceremony. Um, and then when, once you're done, no news. Maybe you will have one message uh, telling you there is a cocktail uh, in two to three months and few emails to sell you product. But that's, that's the level of customer experience you will get. If you spend way more, you will have a bit more like a fashion show and stuff. But that's not crazy, you see. Um, so the goal was to uh, enhance this experience for, uh, like I said, VIC Gen Z. And later on, it will be for all um, all customers of Luxury House. But we decided to focus on, on two, two segments. So for example, I know you have like a Gucci bag, no? I do. And you know it. Yeah, so why not having your Gucci bag in your uh, next decade wallet? So then you are in contact with your client advisor and a lot of things are happening inside this wallet in the context of Gucci. That could be the the, the use case. Uh, You would be considered either as Web3 or Gen Z. So you would have a lot of digital collectibles matching with your uh, your bag. For example, it could be a bag charms matching with your bag, special one, special edition. And then you could be uh, invited to events uh, tailored for you in Paris uh, etc and you have this kind of mini community uh, I, I call it like mini social network where because you are with the holders of Gucci, you can share uh, what you do with your product and what you have uh, with your friend list inside Gucci. So then you are you have really like this mini community hidden uh just because you were first selected and then uh, you have some product of the brand and you learn a lot about your product sounds
0: really inspiring sounds really inspiring, but the problems that I personally have is the follows: What do you mean why would yeah why would any brand and we're talking about yeah. luxury brand depend on someone's like third party solution if It's obviously that brands like Louis Vuitton, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana, they already joined the web-free space, right? So they are already in this race for the attention, race for getting the new solutions. Why don't they build something like this on their own? Especially the part when you were saying that you want to create the customized experience, one of one experience to stay in good relationship with your customers. This is the best part that I like. This is the best thing that you are providing is that you are doing. But I do believe that with the same NFT that, for example, grants you access to fashion shows, private dinners, maybe even meetings one of one with company, company directors or designers, this is something that can be very easily solved with a simple NFT, with a simple NFC chip uh, which you got from uh, buying this uh, uh, limited edition Farrell William bag. Because that's basically what Louis Vuitton just did, okay. right? Granting you the access to get a piece, some, some very rare piece, which later on might get you an access to meet Farrell directly or some Louis Vuitton stuff. So why would they depend on your solution when all of these brands are building something on, on their own and want to have this loyalty program, this customized approach through their own NFTs or digital variables? There is
1: very a lot of aspect in what you said. Um, the first one is um, you said Louis Vuitton did it. Can you tell me where you can see your NFT as Louis Vuitton, holder? <laughs>
0: yeah so far as i know it's not an nfc uh nfc obviously as you know it's a soulbound token but you have this piece which you need to prove which you need to show that you own it in order to get one of those limited edition uh pieces from but
1: Battle. but like concretely which software do you use to show that i don't know which software. this is using. this i'm not a holder this is this is where it gets interesting. There is no software to do that. You see, they did a drop, I think, for shoes. You can connect on the website, you see your your shoes that you bought. It's it's not really a a companion app that can follow you. It's more like you need to go on the website, like you want to buy something and maybe clicking by inside my account, you will see your shoes at some point. Okay. This is not really a digital experience to me. Like Twitter, you see the number of times you open Twitter per day? Imagine you have an app where you have your collectible and you open it as often as Twitter. This becomes interesting. But do you know any app that is doing that for luxury brands right now? I know no
0: no. The only app, the only apps that I know, is called OpenSea. Whenever you have your NFT, it showcases them. That's true. OpenSea, and that's for example what Dolce gambana is doing. You as a Owner of Glassbox, you have an access to your account on OpenSea, and that's the only way for you to showcase that you own this piece, or you can obviously go to uh, Etherscan and check whether you're actually the owner. Very friendly
1: Etherscan for a luxury user. Uh, (laughs) Same thing for Metamask. So you see what I mean. And even OpenSea didn't do a great job in terms of library. So it's super weird what's happening in the space that. There is a lot of sales of NFTs, but where are they? Except at the NFC <laughs> on screens. You can't really see them. It's an invisible world. Uh, that's the prime of blockchain. There is no front end. And if there is front end, it's not really friendly. It's very technical. So that's the first thing we are, we are doing is that we are bringing this front end, but for luxury brand with those standards. The second thing, it's super hard to build a good app. If you think about it, how many apps do you use on your phone? And if you look at them like Twitter, WhatsApp, Instagram, are they very complex? Like, do you see like crazy stuff going on? No, it's really like a tab bar, few things, but they have a crazy user experience and user adoption. It's, it's super. It's like a luxury brands; they are not really good at building these kind of apps. Uh, otherwise, I, I would know some of them that are really used. But I know the number of brand, fin, the numbers of download and daily average users in uh, luxury brands apps, it's really low, like very, very low. It makes almost no sense to create an app for a luxury brand right now uh, because they have to create an audience, it's not working, like it's not their job. Um, And the last thing to your point is you're right, why not creating an SDK or a plugin for web to export what we are doing as next decade for brands that would like to incorporate it in their app. I was thinking uh, about brands, uh, very huge brands like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, like very, very important brand. They would like to be the owner of the, the app. So you give them a plugin or an SDK like Salesforce did it uh, back in the days or things like that and, it, and it's fine. Um, it's maybe not your wallet, but it's still your product. So... like
0: yeah. wh- wh- One of the most interesting discussion that i'm having with people who are coming from traditional fashion this is actually something that we had on a lisbon fashion stage together with lana yeah. was the question why do these traditional fashion brands need to onboard and like use software from some battery companies if for example they can build something on their own and here I can see benefits from both sides. From the one side, it feels like they will be approaching it in a very Web2 friendly way, meaning that there will be very little of Web3, so they need some expertise. On the other side, why to pay millions of dollars to get a piece that was created by one of those startups if, for example, a good case, what Adidas did, they hired G-Money as advisor. And they build everything by themselves based on his expertise and knowledge of the space. So I feel like for some of the brands, it's easier and more beneficial to get you as their advisor, to get some other big people in digital fashion space to get the needed strategy and vision for them to build. Because obviously they have developers, obviously they have programmers, they have the needed workforce to build the solution. They just need to know how it should work and what is the mission
1: behind it. And I will give you three other points. Um, to your point. Um, Adidas was really bad for me. I love Money, I love Adidas. But me, I'm an older of the Adidas token. I don't know if they have a website well done or uh, even Nike, I'm an older of Swoosh. Both are really bad, honestly. I didn't see something as bad. Like, there is no experience. Me, my experience, even the delivery of the product, it took like ages. Uh, pff, the graphics are not like insane. Uh, okay. But so it's not a luxury discount? product. You agree? It's not a luxury
0: product for 100 people. It had a supply of 21,000 people, meaning that it's like for everyone all around the world. So you cannot expect a retail brand to get delivery under a couple of weeks or a couple of, course, of months adidas. when they when they were the very first one to create such a product where I, I you can like, digital you. product
1: i don't agree with you it's adidas they have a global supply chain something went wrong clearly something went super wrong uh, and you can see it's a kind of the feedback on all the projects Uh, the supply chain some countries are forgotten and etc and as a global brand you need to assume your status of global brand so focus maybe on the supply chain and a bit less on the rest if because adidas the, the power of adidas it's like they design some product they're able to make them and distribute them like crazy that's the business they failed. They didn't really distribute the the, the product. Alors, it's I fine, agree. No? It happened. On this one, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, in terms of delivery, they definitely failed.
1: But but even the experience so far, if you tell me, yeah, go on your app and show your Adidas thing today at the ETHCC, I can't do it. I will probably go on OpenSea and show my token, and then it's done. Like the experience is really bad. After you were saying, like for example, you have perks with LVs, they can build it by themselves, etc. To see Pharrell, but go go downstairs uh, in Pont Neuf, you will see Pharrell maybe doing some skateboard and skate with him. You don't need all those NFT and things to do that. What you need is an experience in luxury, at least. Huh? The, the rest I'm not really uh, good at. But luxury, you want to have. The way to meet people, you want an introduction, you want a context, you want things like that. You don't want to be like, okay, you have a token, maybe on Etherscan, we'll go on OpenSea if you want to see it, and then it's enough. Now, it shouldn't be the experience. It's like it's really bad, actually, as, as an experience. So that's why today I'm saying there is no software to do that, and I'm, and I'm surprised nobody's, like, um, itchy about it. Like, maybe Twitter is the best way to show an NFT right now. To people?
0: Maybe, maybe. Maybe, it seems like. <laughs> First of all, I want to say that I see your point when it comes specifically to luxury brands. Yeah. We need to have this distinguishment between fashion and luxury yeah. fashion because obviously when it comes to Web3 experience, it's going to be different. Yeah. When we're talking about brands like Lacoste, Nike, Adidas, I do believe that Absolutely every purchase in years from now will be duplicated as an NFC chip or NFT that you got for this purchase. And it's not going to be the same for luxury brands. So and, and, absolutely... And,
1: and NFC chip NFC is already the case. Huh? All products yeah. that you have have an NFC chip. All deserve, yeah. yeah. So
0: I absolutely agree with you when it comes to this luxury part. And secondly, I absolutely appreciate that we had this type of conversation with you because <laughs> i actually I, di- I didn't just want to ask you a question i wanted to push i me. wanted to force you push you to yes, have this kind of it. conversation and i absolutely enjoyed it because we definitely set the rules of how it should be done for general fashion brands and luxury fashion brands and it's not just we setting the rules that's how it's happening right now in the space and i do believe it will remain like this so i Absolutely appreciate you sharing.
1: And, and Why Nikki, don't we talk? Niki, yeah. I just wanted to say a last thing. This is what I was referring to when I said we are doing it better in um, NFC, the people that I saw, like you say, the fabricant, dressics, etc. They pay attention to details. Um, for example, like digital craftsmanship right now doesn't exist in luxury brands. I can tell you. And I have no problem saying it and assuming it Uh, in front of everybody. There is digital craftsmanship at Apple, for example, 100%. Things like the trackpad, the fact that when you scroll, you are going in one direction or or another, and you want a natural scroll or things like that. This kind of reflection of, of thinking process, it takes time. It's super hard. And very few companies are willing to invest into digital craftsmanship. Those Web3 companies I saw at, uh, at uh, NFC Lisbon, they are putting the time and effort in digital craftsmanship. So far, the luxury brand, they, they, they pay agency to do motion design, they pay agency to do a lot of things, but I don't see digital craftsmanship. It's more a, a, a rush uh, to do the best project the fastest possible. So far, they don't, for me, really think about their customers and about their craftsmanship. It's coming and that's the good way to start. But it will take time to create digital craftsmanship and maybe it's not gonna be luxury brand that will have digital craftsmanship because why would it be them at the end? They have already physical craftsmanship and even that they don't have it on all products. Like if you want a good trunk, Louis Vuitton is great. If you want a good monogram product, Louis Vuitton is great. You want good leather, maybe you have other houses that are maybe better at this job. You want a perfume, maybe there is a better house for perfume, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I I think uh, digital craftsmanship is something that Web3 people are understanding more and more because they are here since maybe two or three years already, Um, mixing and merging blockchain design, and experience and, and this like it's it's their PhD in, in uh, seven years they will be like PhD of, uh, of Web3
0: I really love the way how we kick off this fashion summer conversation as I already mentioned to so our audience we had very heated panels and discussions back in <laughs> Lisbon but I didn't have a chance to bring you on stage because you were hosting the event and I'm happy that we're having a chance to discuss it with you right now. A very interesting drop, and perhaps so far the hottest drop that happened this summer was the Louis Vuitton drop, right? We had a chance to briefly discuss it when we were on stage in Lisbon, and it has been already a month since the drop, slightly more than a month now. I would love to hear your opinion, you as XLV, and you as... uh, as a supporter, as a visionary for luxury brands joining the Web3 space, what is your take on Louis Vuitton properly joining Web3 space? Was it done correctly? Would you change something? Are you satisfied with what you are seeing in terms of them as a team delivering and the audience reacting on this drop? What is your
1: take? Hmm. Um, There is different... Try,
0: try Try to be as uh rational as possible because I know that there is a part of Alex who is still devoted to Louis Vuitton brand I know that he <laughs> spend a lot of time there and I know that when it comes to technology you are the guy from Louis Vuitton who not just innovated, not just created it but you still feel it, you still are passionate about it, so try to be really rational, forget about all your bonds with Louis Vuitton because I want to hear not from Alex from Louis Vuitton, I want to hear from Alex from next decade, who knows how things need to be done for luxury fashion brands in Web3
1: space. It's hard because I have a lot of friends uh, at Louis Vuitton. Uh, I, know, I know, don't,
0: don't say anything team. bad, don't say anything bad.
1: I'm not saying it's bad, but uh, I need to, to do an abstraction of it. OK, so I think first Louis Vuitton is a bit special. For me, it's not even a luxury brand. It's 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 bigger than that. It's a lifestyle brand. I don't know what it is. It's like uh, it's global. It's like pfft, the impact of this brand. I saw it when I was traveling and working. Like you're almost a president when you travel. They're like, oh, you come from LV. When they see the product, people go crazy and stuff. So there is a thing with this brand that I don't understand, and and it's very powerful. I saw it with the. You saw it even with the bag I brought. Like people went crazy with the bag. I I don't know why, but. There is something. Um, So it's super hard to do something at Vuitton because if you have to innovate, you are in a very weak position compared to the core business that is working super well. So in a way you're like, oh, guys, we need to change. But why it's working super well? Why do we need to change? But uh, because it's coming, you know, so first of all, I really appreciate the fact that they did it because they are helping the space like crazy. Since Louis Vuitton launched the trunk, the space uh, restarted. I can tell you I have other groups from other luxury brands that are moving like crazy because if Louis Vuitton did it, they have to do it. Uh, So it's very good for the market. So in a way, Louis Vuitton is one of the builders of the Web3 market right now. That's the first thing. Second thing, was it well done? Um, The campaign. You have an hero image that I think is well done. Uh, The hero image, the trailer is, is well done. They went to find uh, influencers, one that you know well, I think, Farouk. And they found the biggest Megan one. They found yeah.
0: from Rag Radio. They found yeah. Betty, the founder of that fellas. Megan Casper, yeah. obviously the icon. And also Sidfraise, Danny, who joined yeah. them out there. And it was pretty well done in terms of influencing marketing, for sure. The question is whether they were the very right people. Because people like G-Money, people like you some of this very involved into digital fashion specifically digital
1: fashion and nft part of fashion were there yeah but it's fine i think it's good uh, if if we are not here it means that we are somewhere else and and there is room for everybody i think they did a good choice in terms of influencers uh it it fits well uh, it was smart actually to go with those, this kind of influencers rather than I don't know, bringing a player from uh, Paris Saint-Germain soccer team, like which makes no sense. So, so it was quite smart. You need to think it's an old company, Louis Vuitton. So when you have people coming to such a young space and making almost no mistake, it's 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 hard. Then the topic of the SBT. Alors, me as a war player, I, I can't really accept to call it an SBT because it's not an SBT at all for me. Uh, The SBT was a concept from Vitalik, but it's not yet released. But they call it an SBT, fine. Um, I think legacy is important. They should work on this uh, concept of uh, legacy and giving this uh, this piece to, I don't know, your child or something like that in the future. It shouldn't be stuck in a wallet.
0: Do you think that for Louis Vuitton, it was crucial to make something exclusive that has never do- never been done in the market because if we take a look at Prada, if we take a look at Gucci, if we take a look at Dolce & Gabbana, all they were doing the same thing. Either it's digital variable or it's some AR yeah. filters or an NFT. Nice but what think. Louis Vuitton did, yeah, bond okay. tokens, which I would say... A couple of million people know what are NFTs about Soulbone tokens. Apart from developers, there is very little group of people into Web3 space that actually know how it works. That actually read Vitalik's 60-page long uh, report on how it works, which was launched one year ago, last May. So do you think that for Louis Vuitton, it was extremely important to launch through Soulbound token to show that, hey, we're here to innovate, we're here to try something new, or why didn't they just launch a proper NFT, a general NFT, just like every other brand did before?
1: I think they like the story of uh, having something Soulbound, (laughs) in a way. Uh, I think the other reason is that uh, the 2nd end market is always a topic, uh, and speculation is always a topic, and they want to be in control of what they do. Uh, so they will not allow like crazy resale or manipulation on the market on their products. So I think it's a safe choice. They they might take more risk in the future. Um, but it was a safe choice. I also like the fact that they started with a trunk. Uh, I would like to know a bit more about the trunk. What was the ID behind and the, and the philosophy, the craftsmanship, why this size, why this monogram? it's not very clear uh, yet i would love to know why uh, having a discussion about this product rather than pitching too many perks in the future it's cool the fashion show it's cool the um, it's cool the other product that will come uh, i saw the drop uh, the first drop of this uh, new trunk it's super cool they are giving all the story around the bag why it was created why it, why it was curated for this drop etc i would love to have the same thing for this trunk and to Try to create, uh, create a story around this trunk so honestly for Louis Vuitton it's well done because it was a very uh, a tricky topic uh, to do I would have appreciated more supply but I think the 201 uh, su- uh, amount of uh, trunk it's for the 201 years of Louis Vuitton something like that uh, so I think that's why it was
0: uh, um... yeah it was it was very specific yeah exactly it was because of the age because of the year, but nevertheless, when it comes to the supply, as far as I know, and maybe you can update me on the recent date, but as far as I know, Louis Vuitton didn't sell out. So as far as I know, it's not about, for them, it's not about just having thousands of people, it's for them actually finding those hundreds of people who are ready to pay 31K USD for the SoulPone token, which is not even an NFT as we just discussed. Yeah.
1: So but, but it's, that's it's the really challenging
0: product. right now. It's not just about the bear market. It's about actually the price itself, because 30, with 31K spent per year, you can actually become this 1% of clients for Louis Vuitton. So the question is. actually want to wear something do you want to actually represent the brand and be among this unique group of clients or do you want to spend it on something which is not completely understandable for majority of the web3 right now and i don't think that louis vuitton has a long-term plan for it yes they had this collection with faro that's totally fine but I don't think that they have the plan for the next 3, 5, 10 years, which is totally fine. They will innovate. They will adjust. But the question is, what are you paying for? Are you paying just for a chance to buy another good, which will be extremely exclusible? Or are you paying for something different? I do believe that they need to message this vision and this idea a bit more because even me right now, I'm really confused about, what are those people paying for? And I do believe, and I know that a lot of digital fashion and fashion people who wanted to buy, they didn't buy because they were confused. They have no idea. What am I paying
1: for? You, you have a point. Huh? We, the discussion was not really about the product. So they need to come back to the product. What are you selling? What, What is the product? Because selling product at 40k, they, they do it every day. Like it's not even a topic. Louis Vuitton, they know how to do that. That's not the point. Uh, the point is what are you trying to do and with such a small small supply um, you will need to grow it fast because otherwise it means that internally you're using a lot of resources but you're not bringing that much business so long term it, it doesn't work so they will need to grow fast and and uh, and show that it, it's interesting so. I think you're right. It's the market feedback. You're saying maybe we don't understand the product. Maybe the product is too spread in, in too many things. But, but that's why I told you I would like to understand more about this trunk, how it was made. What is the story behind this trunk? Because Louis Vuitton is about trunks. When you open a trunk, you open a world and you discover a world. Um, and I see I there the, there's like still
0: that. a lot of questions to be answered. And the beauty of it is that we're not going away. We're here yeah. to get all these answers. We're here to build these answers together. We're here to innovate. Alex, I know that you have meeting after meetings the whole yep. day today, so I absolutely respect your time. I want to say thank you. huge thank you for you joining us here today. I'm extremely happy that I'm here, uh, literally next to you right now. Man, there is a lot for us to discuss. I would absolutely yeah. love to continue our debates when i see you next week for Kofi and yeah? croissant of my course. friend absolutely appreciate you joining and it's always a pleasure for me to hear about your progress with next decade about your vision for this space you're amazing you are a true builder <laughs> a true innovator so thank you for joining us here today i also want to say thank you for everyone who joined us was not yeah, expecting I- a lot of people during the ECC, expecting a lot of people to come back and listen to this recording for sure. Seeing some yeah. of these people right now heading back to ECC. Thank you very much, everyone. Origins XYZ, as always, will be back next week at 3 p.m. Paris time. And next time, I'll be joined by another amazing creator in the fashion world, Amber Park is joining us to, for the live show. Thank you very much, everyone, and I see you in the Metaverse. Thank you, Nikki. Ciao.